The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Productions, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tarano. Uh, good evening and uh, welcome back to Streetwise. You know, as uh, advertised, you know, and I, and I mentioned it last week uh, when I did my last show last Saturday, if you recall, I interviewed uh, Diane Piagettini. If you recall, that uh, it was sort of a tribute, even though she had a terrible tragedy in her life. And uh, her husband, Joseph Piagettini, and uh, police officer Waverly Jones were assassinated up in the Colonial Park houses. Uh, they were ambushed and assassinated May 21st, 1971. It was a bogus call. And uh, by the way, it's, no more col- it's, it's not Colonial Park houses anymore. They named it Charles Rangel houses, just, just uh, for information anyway, because uh, uh, I don't know why a guy would want to name, be named there for a place that has such a terrible uh, history, and it has a history of crime too, uh, as well. Now, I'm going to say I'm honored. Might not be the the, the right uh, word, but uh, I do have the two daughters of uh, Joe Piagentini in front of me, and we're going to talk about. We're going to rehash a terrible sort of memory, but they were very young. Thank God the memory is not. Uh, I have to say, as clear as their mom Diana, who lived through this, and I give a strong, uh, she's such a strong lady, and I can see that the two daughters seem to be just as strong, just by talking to them before they came on, came on the year, uh, you know, I want to welcome to the show, and I have to use that word welcome, because I'm glad to hear, because we have a mission, all of us have a mission that we, we have to do, because it's what happened to their dad and another police officer is a travesty of justice, because the killers, two, one is set for parole in April 21st, uh, 18, if you'll correct me, 17, and another one is uh, of the parole of June, in June. Uh, anyway, I, with me I have the the two daughters of uh, police officer Joe P. Argentini, uh, Deborah and Mary. I have to say welcome to the show. I don't know what else to say, but I'm just glad that we can get our message across. Debbie, thank you, and Mary, I know it's not easy, you know, but i got to ask you this now. Deb, you went into law enforcement, yeah. right? Anything to do um, with what happened to your dad? Yes. Um, I always wanted to be a cop. I wanted to be a New York City police officer. Right. And I couldn't do that to my mom. Uh, mm. I talked about it with her, and I was like, I want to be a cop. I want to, you know, I want to serve. I want to do what's right. And she's like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. You know, like my mom was like, I don't know if I can handle that. So I went to John Jay Criminal Justice. Uh, I got my um, bachelor's, and they were programmed out there in certain law enforcement agencies. And I took that opportunity to get what I needed. You need, right. And fulfill my passion for doing what's right. And and it was in part of the death of, of our father. Yeah. And I made a great 
career out of it. I'm, I'm glad you did. Over 25 years. I can see you have a lot of composure. And I got to say, this you have a swagger of a New York City cop, you know. And so does Mary. But I'm not going to say what Mary is because it's, she does something that's helping people in her job in life. She is an asset. So and I have to believe Mary, again, thank you for being there. Well, with thank your you sister. for having us and listening to, to our Express. story and ex- yeah. enabling us to you know, get the word out. And get the word out. Yeah. Getting the word out is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get the New York State parole to rescind, you know, their decision on releasing Herman Bell. He said the 7th, April 7th. April 17th. April 17th, which is around the corner. Uh, Anthony Bottom is eligible in June before he comes before the parole board, right? That's correct. Right. And I'm going to say, thank God, Albert Washington died in jail. Yes. You know, so that's a little, some justice, you know? Right. So, uh, but when that call came in from the parole board, I was livid. I was like, I can't believe this has happened. I was very angry. Mom was in shock. She couldn't believe that Bell got paroled. And the first thing I was like, I want to meet these two parole commissioners that decided to to parole this cop killer. To grant the release of somebody who killed police officers in the line of duty. And, you know, we're talking about three police officers, yes. not just yeah. your dad and his partner. We're talking about how can they parole somebody because he had a, a record prior to that long sheet, as they say, rap sheet, police record, criminal record. And then after they did this to, to your dad and his partner, they went to California, California. And they, uh, and they, on their way there, they were committing robberies and crimes. And then when they got to San Francisco, they killed a police sergeant. So how the hell can they say uh, this guy has roots in the community, he's been rehabilitated? No way in this world, you know. He should be out there. So so our mission, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Debbie. I was going to say, I have information that he is just as radical and militant as, the day he got sentenced. Right. He hasn't changed. He just knows those two parole
was a noteworthy um, reason. Waverly Jones' Jones's son forgave, forgave Bell for murdering his father and said, you know what, the pain of going through this parole process every two years was worse than letting this man have his freedom because he felt that he did his time. That's Waverly Jones' son. You know, uh, obviously, obviously I don't agree with him, but I don't know how you guys do it. Going before the parole board every so, so every many years, years, you have to relive this. I mean, exactly. Mom especially. So could that, if they sort of, they don't want to relive, relive this situation again? Or you think they were pressured? Or you think it was political? I think it was, I think. Yes. You don't want to know what I No, you, no, no I, I know I, what you think. I'm going to say, okay, Waverly Jones was African-American. I don't have a problem saying that. And, and no, but I think the son has been brainwashed by Charles Barron. By Charles Barron, former city councilman, who was a radical racist. Yes. Of course, and he still is, definitely. He still is, yes. yes, he still is. And he, he also greeted uh, Herman Bell recently, if I'm not mistaken, with Barron talking about yes. this, the former New York City councilman. Yeah, no, I, I know who he is. Yeah. He was in the, uh, I'll tell you what Yang was in years ago, because I recall either in the Young Lords or the Black Panthers. He was in one of those gangs. I don't yes. know if you know that. And he's been locked up by housing cops so, so many times, you know, uh, out in the past. Uh, I knew cops that locked this guy up and he becomes a city councilman. Yeah. So, right. but, you know, let's, you know, I'm trying to tell people, it, don't make it racial because yeah. it was every partner in the 70s, because I, I was there, the partners were black and white partners that got assassinated. I'm talking about assassinated. They're all similar to where you lost your dad, you know. They were black and white Partners, yes. so it has nothing to do with race or discrimination or anything. No, and it was because they were cops. They were blue. Yes. They right. were murdered because they were blue. And that's why we fight. That's why we fight as a family every two years to keep Bell and Bottom in jail because you know we honor our dad's memory, but we also consider the law enforcement family that we've come to know and love, and they support us. And they're overwhelmed by this. Um, we fight for them. We fight because we can put our we can put our names out there, and it has some kind of significance to people because it is our dad's name. You know, it's it's. I we know. feel that that this is setting a really bad precedent. And what you're doing is, like you said, you're representing all families of law enforcement. Yes, yes. You know, you're in that. Yes. So, uh, Mary, ask us how hard is it to go? I, I'm seeing you wearing your dad's shield on your neck. Thank you. God bless you. So, uh, the uh, how hard is it to go before the parole board and relive this over and over and over again every couple of years? Uh, it is it? very difficult to go before the parole board every two years to talk about what happened, to talk about how my father was killed, to talk about why he's not in in our lives any longer. Mm-hmm. That this this happened to our family. That it was horrific. It was a premeditated killing, and to every two years to go through what happened to him and how it has impacted our family for pretty much my whole life. I was a year and a half when my father was killed. So my memory of him is, I don't have a memory of him. I I don't have much of really anything with him and I together because 
he yeah. was killed. And I know. back then, you, you don't have the amount of photographs that you have now. I know. Everybody has a cell phone, and they're able to take pictures of everything and record everything. Well, back in 1970s, yeah. you didn't have that. Right. You had this, the Polaroid camera, and right. maybe you had a picture or two. I have one picture. So I, re- I, I live with that, and that's, and that's difficult. And every two years, I talk about that to the parole board, and I tell them how this has impacted me and how I do not want Herman Bell released from prison that he has done something to my family. He has broken our hearts. He broken shattered our lives. Destroyed your family. He has taken my father from us, from me, from my sister, yeah. and we've had to live with that. It's been very difficult, and, you know, you don't realize it. We grew up very fast, you know, because like, mom was very dependent upon dad at first. And then when this happened, she had to gain her independence very strong woman and with that as children we saw that and that helped us be strong people too right that you know like i mean instead of playing and staying going out and my mom tried to get us into every activity as possible right we were still like my mom raised dogs i was picking up you know 30 pound bags of dog food when i was young when i was right. 10 years old <laughs> you know i was mowing the lawn i was raking the leaves Right. We were picking up for our dad's yes. uh, absence. absence. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, our childhood, my mom tried to make our childhood as pleasant as possible, but, you know, there was always that emptiness yeah, during the holidays, especially. The void. A void. Yeah, birthdays, Christmas. You know, and mom tried her best to be a father and a mom to us, but, you know, it. You never take a place of a father. Well, you know, one thing you have that I got to say, you're fortunate because you have a strong mom. Yes, that's absolutely. I, I don't know. How many, <laughs> yeah, how many women could really handle that burden like your mom did? Yes. And I saw that when I interviewed her last week. Yeah. I can see, you but know. But it's, it, you know, it's taking a toll on her. You know, uh-huh. like we, you know, we want answers. We want answers from Cuomo. You know, why isn't he stepping up? You know, why isn't he putting, you know, he's voiced, he got, he got, um, a question during the St. Patty's Day parade about how he felt about this. And he okay. said he disagreed with it. And that was it. Well, that was his full statement. He disagreed with it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, then, then one the, if he disagreed with it, he can use his executive order to change it. He can do an executive order to stop a death penalty for some murderer, you know. Uh, it's, and But he can stop it. First of all, these are uh, Otis Cruz and Carol Shapiro are his appointees. Yes. yes. You know, so... He can, he can, he can, and I can. Why th- doesn't he? Well, how come the press isn't you calling know, him out and saying, you know, what are you going to do about this? Why? Because we know. Why are these questions asked? We could well, look. We could say I don't want to get too political, but we could see when Trump won, it was a good indication how liberal the press is. We we know that for years, you know. So it's not going to be. Uh, they're not going to emphasize. It's not going to be important for them, you know. So, but I can tell you this: being election year for Andrew Cuomo, there may be something we could do, you know. So, whether and now this is statewide. Now it's not like getting voters in the city. It's all New York State. Right. Yeah, Debbie. Yeah. 
Well, Governor Cuomo has to realize this is a humanity issue. It's not a political issue. Correct. I know liberal friends, I know independents, and I know Republican friends. And they all feel outraged about this decision. It isn't outraged. My guests are Deborah and Mary, the daughters of uh, Joe Piacentino, who was assassinated as a his partner, and Waverly Jones, who were called on a bogus 9 11. Uh, call. It was set up by Herman Bell, Anthony Bonin, and uh, Albert Washington, and a couple others, I imagine, that belonged to. They call themselves revolutionaries. They were, uh, I, I don't know what revolution these guys are representing. I, I just mind boggling to, uh, to say that they didn't have a job, they weren't working, they, was, they were committing crimes. I know the history, and I also know through friends and correction that he's a big shot in jail because. He killed several cops. And now, makes him bigger, his parole has been approved. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, Debbie and Mary and your mom, Diane, I don't know how many people could be as strong as you guys. I mean, just, uh, it's, you know, I, I don't know how he's handling it because it, it torments me. And I got a couple of police officers that came by. And they, were, they were in the room there, and they just want to give their respects to you because we, I noticed the cops... The retired cops that walked in there were on the job, as they say, in 1971, including myself. And I have to believe we all went to your dad's funeral, because that's what we did in those years, you know. And we went to so many of them, like it doesn't, it doesn't end. So we got to put the pressure on Governor Andrew Cuomo and state parole. And right. any time I could put uh, all this cruising, Carol Shapiro's name out there, Right, I will, and I hope uh, there are a lot of police officers, from what I'm told, are going to be listening, retired, as well as active, that will be listening to this show. You know, I, I just hope, uh, Mary, just give out some of the contact numbers that would be beneficial to you guys and all of us. Yes, please. You can write to Commissioner Otis Cruz and Commissioner Carol Shapiro. They're at the New York State Parole Division, Manhattan 111 Area Office. 314 West 40th Street, New York, New York, 10018. You can also email or even call Governor Andrew Cuomo. You can write to Governor Andrew Cuomo at the Governor of New York State, New York State Capitol Building, Albany, New York, 12224. And that telephone number is 518-474. And if you want to call New York State Parole directly, uh, that would be at 518-487-5200. Just express your thoughts and your feelings on this outrage of the release of Herman Bell and Anthony Bonham, who's scheduled to be released in June. And that phone number is 518-487-5200 in regard to... uh, the two board members, parole board members, keep in mind, folks, these are not parole officers. These are board members. These are civilians. They are political hacks. These are political appointees. They're not law enforcement officers, you know. Uh, and I, I want to ask you, Debbie, because we touched on it. Uh, you, you informed me that prior to this, Otis Cruz uh, was a, uh, different, would make different type of decisions. Yes. Right. He, he was. He did not easily parole people. 
pressure put on Otis Cruz mm. to make these kind of decisions and put, put these offenders back into the communities. This is just the wrong offender. This is the wrong guy yes. to get out there. Yes. This uh, is I, the man who yes. killed police, police officers. Police officers. But about his other crimes, Doing too, their so jobs. Yeah. And, yeah. and in the line of duty, they were doing their job helping people in in society and protecting them. It sets a bad precedent, meaning it sets the bar high to any parole, any offender that comes up for parole, now says, well, you let the cop killer out. How come I can't get parole? Except they set a precedent. They Absolutely. A precedent the president was set. Yes. Sure. You got, some, you, you got people doing heavy turns for selling marijuana. They're doing years. Yeah. Let them out then. Yeah, let them out. Unfortunately, the, the guidelines in the state of New York at the time that this happened was 25 to life. And the, the judge that presided over this case, that, that was at this, that presided over the trial, said right. if I can give them the death penalty, I would. And that if they should ever come up for parole, they should be denied. Right. So how much weight would that hold? Right. And, that's, and that's, the thing is with Herman Bell is he's, he was incarcerated for 44 years. Right. That means that he was given 22 years for each of the police officers that he killed. That's he, I, you know, not a lot of time. You know, it's it's uh, you know it's it's too. I mean, it's so it's really hysterical that when they show you his family picture, he's in jail, like you said, Mary and Debbie, forty-four years. He's a grandfather. He's a he's a husband. He's a father. Forty-four years in jail. How did this? I mean, it's a miracle, the miracle maker. Uh, he's he's got a degree in college, right? The, uh, right? Yeah. And, and uh, go ahead. Go ahead no, ahead. I was going to say, the best part of this was like, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, the best part you were saying? The best part is that they're like, well, we're going to release Bell on the fact of finding suitable living arrangements for him. You didn't consider the suitable living arrangements for my father, did you? I mean, he's yeah. six foot under the ground. Right. You know, they want to cater to this guy, he's been catered in jail. You know, he's not a mild prisoner in jail. He wasn't a mild prisoner in jail right. by no stretch of imagination. Right. And now now he can go out on the street and make sure that he has a job, that he has uh, living quarters that are suitable. I mean, they this, call this out, world they, is backwards. They call out he has to have roots in the community. You know, his roots are gone. Yeah. The guy was never, you know, it's just uh, But you, you know what the joke that I was reading, the reasons why, uh, like we talked about, they have to find reasons. Uh, he has a degree. Uh, he's a good role model for, for the other inmates. Uh, and listen to this. He plays the flute. Let me tell you something. I, know, I, I would love to tell you how he learned to play the flute in jail. I mean, but I just can't on his station, you know. But, uh, yes, yeah, so he also learned how to tie his shoes. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, ridiculous. It's just Here's a, the thing. And if, if, oh, I'm sorry, Ben Mary. If he gets released from prison, then my father should be walking around with us. I know that. That's the only time that he should be allowed out of prison is when if my father comes back to life. Oh, and that's just I how that. I feel. Right. You know, he, he, he did a very cold, calculated, he killed a police officer. My father was coming back from a bogus call. Right. Returning from his job. Doing his job, trying to help Returning somebody. Returning to his patrol yeah. car. Right. And he came up from behind both they my father and his ambushed. partner and was ambushed. Yeah. yeah, they were ambushed and, you know, they shot at our dad numerous 
times. Right. He had 22, 22 bullet holes in him. They took. He took his own gun well, and used my father's gun on him. If you see the badge, there's a book, The Badge of the Assassin. And they bring it. There's a TV I know. movie, Badge of the Assassin. People need to see the visual about these savages, what they right. really are like. Right. Because they calling. They were calling cops pigs. Right. You know, they were celebrating the murder of cops. This right. is cops are what prevents good and evil. They're the ones that stop evil from getting to the good law-abiding citizens. You, you, you know what? It, 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 you know, it, let me tell you. It's a wonder why cops, you know, they're still going to continue to do their job. They can say, eh, we got a call of domestic violence. Oh, let them kill them. Let them kill each other. You can say that. I'm going to tell you, you can say that. Oh, we got a suspicious guy on the roof. So what? Right? We got a man with a gun. All right. You know, we'll wait until. There was, there was the thing when you saw it. In my time, two dirtbags, and you know who they're dirtbags are. If you're a mm-hmm. cop in New York, you know who they are. And they're fighting each other, right? And you get a call with fighting progress. But you get there, you're a seasoned cop. And you look at them, right? You say, all right, let's lock up the winner. <laughs> I mean, why? Because normally, young cop, you're going to rush in there. And, oh, I'm gonna, you're going to prevent somebody from getting hurt, you know? So uh, cops could do that. Take their time, you know, trip. Don't even have to run there. So what the parole board has to understand, your dad and Waverly Jones are doing their job, you know. They could have went to a bar and have a drink. They really, in those days, you know, uh, have a uh, go to McDonald's and say, oh, well, uh, all right, Central, uh, on our way, and take their time going there. But they did their job, and, you know, and people have to understand, and cops do it. Every, Every day, day, police officers are well, out there. Doing I hate when job. they make it. They make it uh, a, a racial issue, you know. When when that's part of it, what some people do, you know. But they have to go into his background, like you mentioned, Debbie. How he's a big shot in jail, and he is to the to the to the element that he's with, you know. Because people say, well, who's he helping? He's helping people like him who do the same things that. He's done and will do when he gets out. You know, I've said this over and over. I hate to tell you, so I used to say, well, I told you, you know. But like with the school shootings, I had said over and over again on my show, you have to arm some of the educators. You know, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm saying you have to. That's the only solution. There is no other solution. There is no other solution to protect these kids unless we arm some of the educators. That's it. This other stuff is, you know, the reality is, you know, you see these, I mean, not to drift a little bit, but there's, there's, a, there's a, 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 a analogy there. These, like cops do what these two coaches did in Parkland High School. They went after the shooter. That's what cops would do, you know, and they, get, and they lost their lives, right? Imagine if, they, if one of them had a gun, right? And not only that, there'd be a lot of kids alive, young kids who, again, destroyed families. And you were part of that group, I hate to say, of destroyed families, you know. But it's like, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you and your mom, you pretty much sort of I'm going to say overcame. I don't know if you really did, because you, you never can, you know. This is something there's no forgiveness. There's no, forget about it, it's gone. There is no, there's no forgiveness, you know. It's just uh, right. so what, uh, I'm not going to take a break. I'm going right through. I'm going to do the hour, you know. So I'm going to go right through with this. I want to 
I want to open the phones, 516-623-1240. 516-623-1240. If you want to call, make a statement, or ask a question of uh, Debbie and uh, Mary, 516-623-1240. Uh, you know, uh, 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 again, uh, Mary, just give out those uh, contact information that uh, people could reach if you're trying to get an executive order was to change the opinion of Otis Cruz and Carol Shapiro, the board members of New York State Parole. Yes, yeah, you, yes Mary. You, you can write letters to Commissioner Otis Cruz, Commissioner Carol Shapiro at the New York State Parole Division, Manhattan 111 Area Office, 314 West 40th Street, New York, New York, 10018. You can email or call over to Governor Andrew Cuomo, Governor of New York State, New York State Capitol Building, Albany, New York, 12224-518-474-8390. Okay. I want to repeat that. The Governor's Office uh, in New York, in Manhattan, is 212 Nine six one four 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 zero, and New York State Parole, like Mary said, it's the, the area office. And but you call upstate, so I think where they well no they probably the head office itself would be up in Albany at five one eight four eight seven five two zero zero. I hope you guys out there, especially you former and and active law enforcement people, uh, you know. Uh, give us, I say us, because this is a family. Uh, law enforcement, especially cops, has always been a family. You know, just a, uh, okay. Now, uh, again, do you have any anyone that in the political arena has contacted you guys, you or your mom, to show that they're going to try to make any senators or somebody? I've had contact with senators um, on Monday. Conference up in Albany. Right. Um, and they're speaking to their outrage of this decision. There you are. Yes. Okay, do you know who's. Uh, Senator Golden. Oh, Marty Golden from Brooklyn. Yes. Senator Marty Golden from Brooklyn. Senator right. Gallivan. Okay. Senator Ashkar. They're mostly upstate. Um, right. And. Um, That's okay. Uh, Mary Mary. Malatakis. Malatakis from Staten Island. Oh, okay. She's going to be up there, too. Okay, and um, so they're going to. Is this a press conference for this purpose of this? Yes. Of the, the prevent. Now, what are they trying to do? They're trying to reverse the parole decision, or have the, the governor? The governor. They're trying to get the governor to, to put do an executive, executive order. order. Is this uh, obviously? I, I would imagine the PBA, Pat Lynch. Yes. Right. They're very heavily involved in this. Yes. Right. They're working through the legal system, through the courts. Yeah, they've been very supportive of our family okay. as well. You know, the New York Brethren Police Association, which is my association, by the way, it's the oldest fraternal police organization in the country, by the way. We we already contacted some of these people that you're talking about. Senator uh, Golden's been terrific. I mean, even before this, he, Marty he has always been, yeah. come out and uh, asked for denial of parole when this, you know, when he came up with parole asking for denial of parole. And then when this happened, 
He was outraged. Uh, Monty Golden, Brooklyn, good guy. Yes. By the way, he's an ex-cop also, ex-New York City cop. I don't know if you know that. No. Yeah, he's an ex-New York City. He was there a short time, yeah. you know, then he ran for office and he became a, I think, I think, I think he might have been a councilman. He was before that, before he was a New York State Senator. But he was a New York City police officer, just, just so well. you know that. Yeah, so he, could, he shares the pain. Yes, you, know? you could tell he shares the pain. Yes. Uh, and Assemblyman uh, Castorino, he's also been, he, Assemblyman uh, Castorino, he's also been very supportive right. of this. Very, very supportive. Okay. If you can, maybe, Mom, would you email all these politicians? To my, I gave you my business card to do something, you know. But like I say, I have a conversation. I don't, it's an interview, but I'm yeah. more comfortable. <laughs> I am. That's the way I do my show. So, uh, but, so you just get me the names of all these politicians because we'll follow up, let's say, my organization, New York Veteran Police. I, I want to thank this. Two, I've seen two police officers that walked in the door here, and they're in the other room watching us on the big screen, and that's uh, Joe Cirillo, by the way. He was retired. You know, so the police officer who was here last week is Elodia Mom, and Richie Ornstein. The executive vice president of the New York Veteran Police Association. He's sitting and watching us, and the other one with Joe. I don't know who else walked in uh, to show that, that, you know, whatever they can do with the help, you know. So, uh, no. and yeah, we want to thank them, being, them too for being here and yes, being for our family. Thanks, so, we really appreciate it. Uh, phone number 516 623 1240. You know, so uh, if you want to call in, and say something, a statement, or, you know, or tell us what you've done. Now, just give us the give me the information of this, what's going to go up in Albany. Was that, you said, did you say Monday, next Monday? Monday. This Monday coming up. This yeah. coming Monday. This coming Monday. Okay. In, in Albany? In Albany, yes. Okay. Is there any, do they have a time that they're going to do this? Do you know? I don't know the time. Oh, okay. They were thinking 11 or 12. Okay. I, oh, I want to let you guys out there, you know, Monday there's a press conference that Debbie and Mary just mentioned, so I didn't know about it, you know, to show their outrage, right? So, again, the focus is the target of Andy Cuomo, the governor, or the parole, New York State parole itself. Do you, do, do you know? I mean, what I mean? It's, uh, um, it's both. both. I think it's a little bit both. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we've we got several more uh, police officers that are in the neighborhood. You know, they keep coming, coming in like this unannounced. I'm going to have to call 911. <laughs> you know, just, uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, this Monday, you know, we'll, we'll repeat the politicians' names if you can call them. It's Marty Golden, the Brooklyn Senator Marty Golden. And, uh, okay, I, I, uh, I, we do have a caller. Caller, uh, Jack. Yeah, yes, Jack, for Debbie or Mary. Yes, uh, Jack. Lou? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Jack. We're yeah, listening. Lou, we got gotcha. you. I'm watching you on this uh, show here. Okay. And I'm thinking that hopefully, you know, Diane and her children are successful in keeping both uh, Bell and Anthony Potter in prison for the rest of their lives. You know, however, now I believe that the death penalty should be restored for cop killers, mm. as we had years ago. So that no other family has to go through what Diane and her family are going through right now. Right. And I want to thank you for all you're doing. Uh, to try to reverse those decisions, you know, and I, want, and I also want to thank Diane and her family uh, because they're doing this not for themselves, but hopefully for uh, I don't know, cops uh, 
I can't feel anything about the world, about the United States, you know. If these yeah. guys belong in prison, uh, if, they, if they didn't get the death penalty, they really belong in prison, you know. All right, Jack, Jack, I, just, I, I know who you are. Just tell us, if you don't have to give your last name, but tell us uh, you have a title, and you're, uh, can I say this, you're a retired detective sergeant, correct? Uh, uh, I, said, I didn't hear you again. Okay, uh, Jack, uh, you like me. You are a retired detective sergeant, is that correct? Yes, I'm a, de- I'm a retired detective sergeant at NYPD, and right. I'm also a, a treasurer and the newsletter editor of the NYPD Superior Officers. Right, Superior Officers, which I'm a member. Thank you. Right. Uh, right. So, and, uh, uh, and like I say, uh, hope, like I say, hopefully that these, like in fact, I just saw a press release where even Mayor de Blasio has come out against uh, asking Governor Cohen to reverse the uh, penalty. Uh, the penalty. You're having an effect. I just hope that Albany and Governor Cohen will uh, uh, listen to that. No, Jack, I just have to. Did you say Bill de Blasio? Uh, uh, so I, got, I got an email. Okay. That, uh, Bill de Blasio right. has come out supporting the reversal of the death penalty, too. So oh, the death penalty. Oh, no, I'm talking about the parole. The, uh, no, the, the death penalty. No, I'm sorry. What about the parole? I thought, did he? Well, I heard nothing about the parole. Oh, okay. Okay. It, no, was, uh, it would shock it, me. It, no, it would shock me if Bill de Blasio, uh, that's why I asked you to repeat that, uh, Jack. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, you know, you're successful. You know, the, the key really is, is Governor Cuomo reverse because he can reverse it. Correct. Uh, but I think can say whatever he wants to say and has no, no impact at all. Well, Governor Cuomo, if he was to reverse the decision, and, uh, you know, because he has the right to do so since this decision was all unjust, and let the, uh, uh, let have Herman Belt and, uh, no, have lawyers sue to uh, uh, Como. Yes. Uh, let them spend the money. Try to stay, keep them in prison. Let them spend the money. Try to get out of prison. Yeah. As well as taxpayers spending money to try to get them back in. You know. Well, I, I, Jack, you're 100 right. So you know, we uh, I was talking to some other people like you. We want to put together. I'll do our own press conference. You know, just add to trying to. Uh, you know, without the executive order. Put pressure, I should say, on the governor without the executive the gov- order. The governor's the one that can uh, yep. do this. Yep. Uh, Jack- the governor can do this. We have to put pressure on him. And like I say, Diane, especially with her family and what you're doing here on your radio show, you're really doing a great job here. And this, right. And it's Thank the you, governor man. that has to uh, do this, you know. Okay. Uh, Jack, thanks for your call, Jack. Okay, okay. Lou. You take care. Bye now. You, you too. Uh, okay. Uh, again, uh, there are a lot of people out there that are trying that you probably don't even know of, like Jack on the board of the Retired Superior Officers Association, you know, and uh, are trying to do what we can. So, and again, it's all about what we know. No secrets about politics. It's election year, you know. They, uh, you know, it's just pol- the politicians is a different type of human being. You know that. So, uh, it's just amazing that, but the only thing they'll worry about is getting re-elected. So the timing, you know, the timing hopefully will be beneficial to uh, to us. You know, all right. My guest is Debbie and Mary. We're talking about the travesty and of justice that Herman Bell and Anthony Bottom and a guy named Her- Albert Washington had, uh, you know, they had uh, assassinated their dad, uh, Joe Piacentini. And his partner, Waverly Jones, and I got Bob on the line. Yeah, Bob, go ahead. Hi, uh, Lou, I just want to tell you, I listened to you last week with Diana, and you came up with the right thing when you said 
Both of those people from the parole board must be terminated, must be fired, and I agree 100%. And you have a tremendous backing from Pat Lynch, the PBA president, because he'd like to see them fired also, and naturally this whole thing should be reversed. There's no doubt about it that Debbie, Mary, and uh, Mother Diane and the rest of the family have to live through this all these years. When a man goes to jail for life, he's supposed to leave when his life is over. There's no doubt about it. And if he's a great prisoner, let him teach the other prisoners how to be there until his last day. That's my opinion, and I want to thank you for what you do. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank, uh, Bob You're thank welcome. You. Thank you for the call. So that's a good, you know, hey, he's, a, he's a, a model prisoner. Hey, let him be a model teacher in prison. You know, that was a good suggestion by Bob, you know. Hey, let's see. That he's, he's, he's needed in prison then, right? Let him, you know, let him do the good things that he's doing in prison because that's where they say he's a model prisoner. Why let him help? Other prisoners be model prisoners. That's a good. That might be. We could add that to what for other reasons. Like Debbie and Mary, and myself and their mom Diane, trying to keep Herman Bell, Anthony Bottom, from uh, seeing daylight. You know. But uh, okay. You you know. How do how do I say this? It's just a. Was this a, a, a shock or surprise, Debbie and Mary? That this decision happened? Did you, did you guys expect this? No. We absolutely did well, not expect this. Right. I, I didn't expect this. Okay, that's okay. I didn't. Yes. I lived my whole life. Your whole life, Mary. Not realizing, you know, not thinking that this, would, this day would ever you come. Never, I was numb when I got the phone call saying that mm. Herman Bell was going to be granted release. All absolutely right. numb. All right, we have Joe on the line. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, Joe Sanchez here. Listen, uh, Joe Sanchez. I want to just go ahead, Joe. My We're listening. My condolences to uh, Deborah, Mary, and uh, Diana. It's and, and God bless the souls of uh, her father and uh, uh, Waverly Jones. It's 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 a hard thing to to go through all these years. But if, the, if these killings have been done in, say, Texas, Florida, they would have been executed a long time ago. Mm. And what, what what Cuomo has been doing and not supporting so far that these individuals do not get parole is a disgrace. And whether he rescinds it or not, the Lord only knows. But I want to tell you, lady, that uh, many people, whether they're in law enforcement or whatever, are uh, on your side. And just keep up the good fight. And uh, hopefully it will turn out to be uh, a fight that you will win. And if it turns out that he does get parole, God only knows where this is going to lead in the near future, where other uh, cold-blooded killers, especially cop killers, will have the opportunity to also be released, and especially cop killers who are not remorseful. And that's my opinion. God bless you all. Thank you for letting me have my peace. Thank you, Joe Sanchez. Right. Okay. So give me support out there. You might not see it. You might not yeah, know it. Yeah, no, we feel it. Oh, we have you family, family, friends, yes, the you, police. You do. The, all across the country. Yeah. Not just oh, New York State. It's, all across the yeah. country. My agency, um, we're nationwide. Yeah. I get this out nationwide. And we're getting great responses throughout the whole country. Oh, great. Cuomo needs to feel this pressure. We have to keep the pressure on. He needs to right this wrong. He needs to come out and with an executive order and reverse his decision. You know, I hate to say this, but what he's going to do, 
which I'm very familiar with politics, having run for office myself. The, he's going to do what's beneficial for him in regard to him being reelected. Truthfully, he's going to he's going to weigh uh, either way: is he going to get more votes or is he going to get less votes? That's how he's going to decide to be realistic with you. You know that, right? I think you do, right? Well, he's on yes, him in- but it, uh, but he's going to decide where the pressure is coming from, and he might say, "Well, that's just the minority of people, you know. That's not going to affect me." But we have to really show him that is going to affect him, because this is not an issue within the five boroughs. This is a state issue because people from all over the state are outraged, you know, so about this travesty of justice. Uh, the parole board, Otis Cruz and Carol Shapiro had the Gillions to prove these guys coming out. I just, it's mind-boggling. You know, Mary said you were surprised, Debbie, you sort of expected it, you said? Yeah, because of the sentence was 25 to life. Right. And that, you know, it's and concurrent. the kind of, yeah. like you said, the, the atmosphere, atmosphere that we're the atmosphere. in, um, and the state that we live in, you know, and the atmosphere today, the climate is cops are getting Right. You know, they're getting assassinated. Right. Look at Ramos and Lou. You know, like... And this is why it's so important for us to have the decision reversed because of the other police officers who were killed in line of duty during that time frame. Correct. We we have to to make sure that they are also um, spoken up for. We want to make sure that they know that, you know, our family supports supports them as well, that we want to keep all cop killers in jail. They all need to be remain in jail. If if they were to kill a police officer now, they would be convicted and they would spend their life in jail without the opportunity for parole. And now, you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if it happened. I know. I wish we weren't. Now, Jack that called, oh, I agree with him, we need a death penalty, you know, Uh, Nelson Rockefeller abolished the death penalty in the state of New York in 1995. I'm sorry, 1965. Uh, 1965, we abolished the death penalty. And inmates, because I was a correctional, but just leaving, become a cop out in the street, they were saying, well, Mr. T, be careful out there now. They were telling me this on the street, you know. Well, they, they, they uh, felt the difference and know that know the difference, and I got uh, Joe on the line. Uh, yeah, Joe, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, I'm sitting here in the green room, and I'm listening, oh. and I know why why a lot of cops are not, not calling in. A lot would call in, but believe me, all the cops that I've spoken to, they said they would use four-letter words, so they don't want to call I know, in. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Terrible situation. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I wanted to know that we're backing them completely. Uh, my family's all law enforcement. Myself, my my son, two nephews, a niece, in-laws, all police officers, mm. and we're behind you a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And we talk about this, and believe me, we're backing you all the way. Joe, Joe I have to say this. I have to say this. What you know? What's amazing about Piacentini family is that. I got to say this, with all the respect to people that I know out there, they're not looking for, they're not, they deserve it, but they're not looking for a street name, they're not looking for a boat or plane uh, named after their dad, 
They're not looking for a dog named after their dad. They're not looking for T-shirts. They're looking, Joe, they're looking for justice, Joe. They want justice, you know. I'm going to be critical. These guys out there, you know, pushing all these different things. And on one particular case, if they're listening to me, I don't care if they get angry with me, there was no closure on this particular, and I think you know what I'm talking about, that running around, we've got to get this, we've got to get that, we've got to get streets, we've got to get dogs. Well, I mean, we got to get, you know, there's no, there yeah. should have been an arrest on that case. Yeah. I know what case, you know, guys know what I'm referring to. Over here, we had we had people that were collared, locked up, and arrested, right? Now they want to let them out. That should be that should be the focus, you know, of all these guys running around, spending their time, money, and energy. Get on the bandwagon for Piagentini and, and Jones. This is what you got to do. Not go around trying to get streets and all this other stuff that's out there. Down the road, yes, they deserve a street or something named after Joe Piagentini. I agree with that. But right now the focus is to keep Herman Bell and Anthony Bottom in jail. So, well, you know, Lou, we go to all the meetings, 1013, CHIL, right. uh, all, all the fraternal meetings, FOP. Right. We, we will definitely talk to everybody at these meetings and tell them that they have to they call have to. the parole board or Governor Cuomo. We really have to stop this insane thing of having these people released, killing police officers. Exactly. That's yep. incredible that they are letting these people out. We right. are furious with this, and we have to do something about it. Joe, and, and we should bring this up at every fraternal meeting and have everyone call in. Joe, you're right. Instead of wearing a T-shirt, make a phone call. I hope you agree with me. I agree with you 100%. Make okay. a phone call, send an email. Yes. Yes. We'll back you all the way on this, believe me. Okay? Joe, thank you so much. So much for the support. Bye-bye. Yes, okay. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. I'm glad you guys know they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm in the field. You have a lot of support. You're in the field. I'm in the field. I get everyone coming up, tears in their eyes, that they can't believe that this happened. And they would do anything that they can to make this pressure, put this pressure on and get this right. Right. This right this wrong. wrong. Well, my, my, my guess is uh, uh, Debbie and Mary, uh, I always said Piagentini, but that's your mom's name. I don't want to, if I knew your last names, I wouldn't even mention it. I kept my anyway, name. I went through that, but uh, that's that's how you guys saw it. And uh, we're talking about the release of Herman Bell and Anthony Pogan, that uh, ambush and assassinated your dad, Joe Piagentini, and Waverly, uh, and Waverly, Jones, and uh, you got to do something. Go after the parole board. Go after Governor Cuomo. And uh, Mary, would, would you re- give off those contact information again? Who, if they really want to help this injustice, this travesty of justice? Uh, yes. Mary. You can send letters to Commissioner Otis Cruz, Commissioner Carol Shapiro, at the New York State Parole Division, Manhattan 111 Area Office. 314 West 40th Street, New York, New York, 10018. You can also contact Governor Andrew Cuomo, Governor of New York State, New York State Capitol Building, Albany, New York, 12224. You can email or call him 
And telephone number in Albany is 518-474-8390. And this is to express your outrage at the decision to release Herman Bell. That release date is April 17th, 2018. And not to forget that Anthony Bottom, his parole hearing is coming up in June. So there's also any support that anyone wants to write letters or even send emails with regard to keeping um, him in prison as well. Debbie and Mary, do you, do you have to go before the parole board again when we, when we get to Anthony Bonham? Yes. Usually we don't. Usually the parole board will put this, we'll do one and it carries over to the other one. Right. But with this happening to us right now, right. we are going before the parole board for Bottom. Okay. We're going to be there. Um, at one point, Bell would come up one year, Bottom would come up the other year. Wow. And that was very hard on our mother. Um, you know, so we were able to get them where they met at the same time, and they and the parole board had told us that they would put whatever we said, our victim impact statement, would carry over to Bottom. So right. she, only had to go, she only had to do this. We only had to do this one time. Wow. You know, folks, I just, what Debbie just mentioned, which a lot of you were unaware of, they have to file what they call an impact statement every time they go before the parole board expressing their feelings why they have to imagine it, trying to have to explain why this happened. You've got to describe what happened to your dad. Imagine that. It, 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 it's, it's rough for me to, to describe it and, and talk about it. They have to go before the parole board and relive this over and over and over again. So... Talk about travesty of justice. Uh, you know, you guys and your mom, you guys are the victims, you know. So We became the victims again. Yes, and again. Because of this decision. Yes. You know, where is our justice, you know? It's, where know. is our justice? Where is our closure? This is not closure for us by no stretch of the imagination because now we know that the cop killer is going to be paroled on the street. And he's going to pound his chest and he's get his people together and it's going to, it's going to wreak havoc on the, the streets of New York and everywhere else. Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you. you know, it it yes. affects every law enforcement officer nationwide. Well, it's also going to affect the average taxpayer citizen out there too as well. You know, so uh, I can tell you this. Uh, they're going to celebrate when he comes out. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a big celebration. You know. And there'll be people out there that you're going to see that are going to be part of the celebration, you know. Uh, you know, I, I believe in the Old Testament. He, an eye for an eye. Yes, exactly. That's, you know. We all believe and it. To me, you know, uh, I could never forgive anybody for this. There's no way in this world or the next world, you know, it's uh, it's just impossible. You know, there's got to be... A, uh, something wrong with you. There's no forgiving in this. It's impossible. Uh, oh, okay. This, uh, uh, this was premeditated, was intentional, was planned, and we're talking about three police officers, you know, and, and your dad, your dad, of course. So, uh, uh, again, I, I got to ask you this. Uh, Debbie, first, because you, you were in law enforcement. I'm not going to say where. And stuff like that, but uh, and you did say this. This has a lot of it had to do with, with sort of, uh, I guess, I trying your way to respond to what happened to your dad in life, pretty much, to, you know, to try to help 
you know. Just clarify that question. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, was, in, in plain, yeah, okay, in plain English, you went to law enforcement pretty much as a result of that. It was all happened to your dad. Right. And I wanted to, yeah, yeah, exactly. I came into law enforcement because of what happened to my dad, and I wanted to keep an eye on these guys. You know, I wanted to make sure oh, that, you know, that they were going to stay where they were at times. And, I mean, they've been in the, they've been in the federal system. They, they had, they actually were in the federal system in Southern District of New York mm. on violation, on voting rights. They thought their voting rights were being violated because they couldn't vote in jail. Mm. You know, so, you know, the, this, huh. this is our society, you know. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't vote in jail. Right. I, I don't want to mention the mayor, but there was a mayor at one time. Uh, he went to, he was running for the mayor city of New York. He went to Rikers Island to campaign. <laughs> uh, you believed it, mm. right? I, I, I know. And uh, <laughs> it's just it's mind-boggling, you know. It's just, uh, you know, I think with the change of government, I won't get too heavy into that, but uh, we're very fortunate to have a change of government in this country, truthfully, because we would be, how can we be any worse than the shape we're in now? Well, I know? think the past. The pendulum yeah, is swinging back, back, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully. You know, I do. I do have to say this. You know, terrible thing happened to your dad, but because of that, the outcry, it made a lot of us stronger to a degree. It did. I gotta tell you that. It made us to strike back. You know, it made us to want to get involved. And, you know, because of that, and he didn't just he didn't die in vain. Let me put it that way. Right. You know, so. We we are so thankful, and we're just. Yes. We just shake everyone's hand. hand yeah. For all the support. Yes. And you know, it's just, just thanking like said, everyone. people out there that don't know us from, well, like, they know the name, but they yeah. don't really know us, but and they're still, because they're passionate. Yes. They're doing everything that they can to keep, you know, keep mm. this guy in jail. To keep, yeah, okay. keep him in jail. Uh, you're, you're the, uh, what they call on the police car conductor or recorder or Mary, so would you give those numbers out, the contact <laughs> numbers again, you know? <laughs> yes, you can. Please send letters to the New York State Parole Division, Manhattan, 111 Area Office, 314 West 40th Street, New York, New York, 10018. The commissioners are Otis Cruz and Carol Shapiro. You can also send a letter to Governor Andrew Cuomo, Governor of New York State, New York State Capitol Building, Albany, New York, 12224. And you can call the Albany office, 518-474-8390. You don't have to call. You can always email. Right. You can email over to him as well. Okay. I want to get to the, we all know Andy Cuomo is the governor. And we've got to get out this case. I want to repeat, Otis Cruz, Carol Shapiro, you know, 